the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 207 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Thursday, August 24th, 2021. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. Second time's a charm, James. Second time's a charm. That's right. Yep. <laughs> very, <laughs> important po- very important podcast, you know? Yeah. And, uh, hey, we're off and running. We don't normally start over when we screw up, but I happened to screw up in the second word of the show. And, you know, the problem was, is I was I was starting my, you know, wind up to the welcome, and I heard Jeff Gluck in my ear going, Yes. All right, okay. everybody. And I'm like, I, uh, yeah, it screwed me up. Yeah, you, you've got you've got that down really good with the welcome to. <laughs> I'm just I'm a professional, James. Yes, you are. So we have, you, go ahead. You wouldn't know it. You would. I was gonna say you wouldn't know it by the way we do this. Exactly. Thing, but yeah, that's right. That's exactly. Right. Speaking of being a professional, we have a awesome podcast today um, because we have tons of audio from Michigan International Speedway. Um, despite the fact that we had COVID precautions in place, I uh, still had a lot of access to drivers this weekend, and so we got a lot of clips to go with it. So enjoy. Hearing from several drivers this weekend um, from Michigan International Speedway. It was a really interesting weekend uh, with uh, with the COVID discussions. I don't have any of that. I didn't pull any of that audio because um, that's been, that was Nate Ryan and Bob Pockers' deal this weekend, uh, talking to the drivers about the different COVID protocols and, uh, and Corey LaJoy sitting out the week because of a COVID exposure. Um, so we'll discuss it a little bit tonight, but I'm, I, didn't, I didn't pull any of that audio. I figured you guys can go check out their articles on that. Uh, and read that. Um, but I do have some audio from my own questions, which was pretty neat this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, James, you get a chance to watch the race? Absolutely. Yes, I wouldn't miss Michigan. I was uh, I was doing a little bit of traveling, um, so I did listen to some of it on MRN, okay. but I caught pretty much the entire race. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, ha- I hadn't listened to a race driving in the in the car for a while, <laughs> and having the my, my friends from MRN, um, was actually kind of a fun experience for a little bit there. And then I got home and of course, uh, flipped it on. Didn't, didn't miss too much of the race, but that was a fun experience to, to get back to doing that again. So usually uh, in the press box, that. they have the TV broadcast going, the audio from the TV broadcast going, but this weekend they had the MRN broadcast going. Um, and so it was pretty quiet on Sunday. So I didn't really get a chance to listen to it real close, but Saturday I got to listen to it a, a bit. And of course I've got headphones in, listen to the, the conversations on the, on the scanner and all that as well. Um, but, I, I got a chance to appreciate Saturday just how good of a broadcaster that Rusty Wallace has become with MRN Radio. Yeah. Um, Rusty did TV with ESPN, and I kind of thought he was iffy back then. He wasn't, I don't know, he just didn't seem polished, but he is polished with MRN now, and it is great hearing his voice and hearing the broadcaster that he's become. Um, very cool to see Rusty still involved in the sport the way he oh, is. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, he's got more reps now, and uh, they've got him in a nice role. I, I listened to him. He, he popped on a few times while I was driving, and, uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. He was doing really good, and, of course, you got Bagley and, and Moody yeah. in the corners, and, um, yeah, just the – I'm always impressed. Never never will not be impressed by the way that they flow uh, over the radio. It's just so – it's just like a musical orchestra. If, when they get to going, if you're not polished, you're not going to make it on an MRN broadcast because no. they are polished now. Well, heck, even Kim Kuhn and on Pier yeah. Road, I mean, and Alex Hayden, I mean, they, they all toss it to each other with just seamless, seamlessly. It's beautiful. Now they are polished on the air, but off the air. If you yes, ever go to yeah. a NASCAR race, guys, I strongly suggest it's really easy. Every radio that you get. Um, if you rent one of the radios from the track is pre-programmed with the MRN frequency. And I can tell you it's four, five, four dot zero, 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 zero. Um, 
check that out during the show. Uh, if you have young children with you, maybe not. Uh, but there is some interesting discussion that goes on during the commercials. They are a fun group of people. And I got to experience a little bit at the end of the Xfinity race because I was standing on pit road right next to AJ Allmendinger's pit stall as we're going through caution after caution and they're going to commercials. And I'm standing there about, I don't know, four feet away from Kim Kuhn as they're all joking about. So Mike Bagley apparently got a bidet <laughs> and they're talking about Mike Bagley's bidet. And Kim's making jokes right there. And I felt like I was part of something there on pit road, oh, even man. though I wasn't, I mean, I just could hear what they were talking about, but it was just, it was that's a neat experience. Stuff. So that's good stuff. <laughs> Very wow. cool. That's funny. Oh my God. So we had NASCAR this weekend at Michigan international speedway. It's the only stop at Michigan this year. And, uh, Ryan Blaney once again becomes, you know, we used to call Kevin Harvick the closer, but I think Blaney's becoming the, the dealer. I don't know. He, he, comes out of nowhere to win these freaking races yeah, all, he, all of his wins are you know i think the biggest one was two seconds at atlanta but still he had to you know do his thing there too so yeah very cool yeah it just comes out of nowhere to do it um of course you know a large part of his win this weekend came from the choose rule uh which interestingly enough it's been a year since the choose rule was implemented it was implemented first at michigan international speedway last year um, of course this race is a week or two later than it was last year but still uh, pretty much the same part in the schedule so kind of neat that the anniversary of that uh, led to the victory and i had a chance to ask ryan after the race uh, in the post-race press conference about that choose rule ryan we've had the choose rule now for a year um we started here at michigan last year uh, your choice today obviously helped you with the win what are your thoughts on the choose rule and what do you think do you think we should do it everywhere including super speedways and road courses especially going to daytona this weekend um i i like to choose rule a lot uh the only thing i'm thinking about is if it's you know for road courses or speedways if we should have it um i don't know i mean i think it does a great job at you know certain places where the you know there's like not a preferred lane um you know like the bottom lane here is not the preferred lane so um it gives you your drivers a chance to kind of gamble you know okay maybe i don't want to i'm not going to be in the best lane but i'm going to jump a few rows and see if I can get back up in line. Same as Martinsville at the top. So um, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it being applied to everywhere, but kind of the road courses and, and the super speedways, I don't really think it needs it. You know, places like this where they're really wide and you can kind of make moves, I think they're good to have. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing my road courses or speedways, but I don't, I don't really think we need them there. But I like it everywhere else. This race running like a super speedway today is that kind of a good warm up for next weekend going into Daytona? Josh and I got all we could handle the last 10 laps, that's for sure. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be the same thing. So, yeah, like you said, good warm up for Daytona, calling runs and, and things like that. It's, it's definitely uh, a nice warm up. So, hopefully, we can repeat the process here. It was definitely a really interesting dynamic uh, watching that race because it did have you know, a lot of feel of a super speedway race, James, it was, mm -hmm. I almost feel like Michigan is becoming Daytona light. Like it's kind of what we saw at Daytona in the early nineties when the restrictor plate package started and they didn't have pack racing, but you really saw those runs and the drafting become super important uh, for everybody. And that's, that's kind of what we have right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, there's definitely, I, I like that you called it Daytona light or Talladega light. Um, because yeah, that's, that's it. The, the leader cannot get away. Um, and you really, it, it's momentum based racing. Uh, you have to use the car behind you. If you're in second, third, whatever, if you want to make a pass, which is, uh, 
we can talk about this, Eric, but it's very difficult to do uh, right now. Uh, and, and it takes a lot of teamwork and a little bit of luck, <laughs> I think, too. Um, but once you get in that clean air, it's very difficult to pass. But again, uh, for a Michigan race with the leader not being able to get away, it, it definitely made for, I don't know, I'll, I'll call it the manufacturing of excitement, <laughs> you know, um, because it, it looked cool. Uh, right. And, and and it was definitely reminiscent of those early 90s days um, when uh, the same thing at Daytona where the leader couldn't couldn't quite get away, um, but it was a lot of single file too. Uh, talk to William Byron on pit road as well. He finished second. Here's what he had to say. Anything else you could have done there at the end, William? No, I mean, the 11 tried to go high. And so by me, you know, trying to protect that, I, uh, you know, gave up the bottom. So um, just part of it. And you mentioned passing becoming or being difficult. Um, I had a chance to ask Kyle Larson about that as well. Kyle Larson finished third on the day. Here's what he had to say. How difficult is it to pass without help with this package, Kyle? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I, I never really was back outside the top two or three, so I didn't really have to pass that many people. Uh, the end of the first stage, I believe, you know, I, I was able to pass some cars and that's before people really started using the, the top groove there. Um, but I was able to get some runs generated then, but I mean, it's hard to pass when you're wide open. I know you guys are getting a tons of, ten of attention, rightfully so, going into the playoffs. You know, what are you, I mean, how are you preparing for that? What are your expectations going to the playoffs and what do you need to work on at this point to, uh, to get the championship? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think we'll be doing, we've been doing a great job as a team. So uh, just continue to do that. You know, we've been executing very well, you know, finishing, you know, at least where we deserve to each race, I feel like. Our pit crew's been on it. So I think we just got to, you know, get through next week, hopefully win that, that regular season title, and then uh, really just keep doing what we've been doing. One that I really wish I'd have gotten a chance to talk, talk to after the race that really would have, I think, uh, had a different opinion on that question or a more elaborate opinion on that question is Chase Elliott, uh, yeah. who made that late pit stop uh, and and wound up like 13th and just never got back through the field. He ends up finishing yeah. eighth on the day. But yeah, I think he, if correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but didn't he cut out right after the race? I don't think he did. Yeah, any. no, he bolted. He I, he walked yeah. right by me. He was out quick. I think there was some frustration there because, and, and, uh, you know, Chase Elliott fans are quick to, um, not like the calls Alan Gustafson made. And there's really, <laughs> I'm, I, I still, we're, we're a few what days they were thinking. The, yeah. There were, we're a few days removed from this race. And I don't know why they didn't stick to what the five was doing, uh, because they should have been out there. There, there was no reason for them not to be, you know, in the top five with Byron, with, with Larson, with, with Hamlin. I mean, they, um, they were with Larson all day long. It was Larson I know, and yeah. Chase. And he won the first stage, yeah. you know, and, and that's just Larson not being able to pass him too. So I don't know. It's uh, it, that one, bo bo you know, every once in a while, uh, they boggle my mind with, with some of their pit calls. And uh, this was another one. <laughs> that, that being said, I, I mean, he finished first and fourth in the stages. He's still got yeah, a great day. He still got 46 points. Kyle Larson only got 51 yeah. I mean, so it's not a giant gap between them. It's not like Larson was way ahead of him, despite the disparity in finishing positions. Yeah. So, well, and you got to think if Chase Elliott's up there still, that doesn't happen. There's a lot of reasons that Ryan Blaney shouldn't have won this race. Um, but that's 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 another one right there where if he's up there, it doesn't. I don't know. It just less, lessens the odds even more. Hendrick, uh, you know, Hendrick likes these 550 wins. I feel like they would have. Uh, 
they they pretty much had this thing locked down until that happened uh, and then the late cautions of course played a role but um but yeah he should have been there there's no no reason for him not to be so james i want to ask you the million dollar question here mm-hmm. um and I, i'm going to try and do this without using the word package <laughs> because <laughs> i'm so sick of that <laughs> yeah i really you know i was listening to sirius xm after the race i uh, listened to claire b and they were talking about the fact that, or no, actually it was, I was listening to the teardown. It was Jeff and, and Jordan mm-hmm. and talking about the, they wish we could just like do the men in black thing or whatever and erase our memory so we can just forget about the package and just show up at the track right. every week and just don't care what's on the car and just watch them race. Yeah. But we don't have that luxury. Um, and we, you know, we saw a very different Michigan race than we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And so, James, I want to ask you first. You watched it on TV. I watched it in person. Uh, and I've seen very, very mixed opinions. I'm pretty sure I know which direction you're going to go. But did you like this race? Was this a good race? Was this a better race than what we've seen in the past 10 years? And was this a better race, period, as far as the MIS? Uh, I, whew, I'm, still <laughs> str- I'm still struggling with this one, honestly. Um was it a better race than our normal Michigan? Yes, it was. And I, even me being a 750 truther, uh, as Jeff Glock would say, um, I I can't deny that that rain, uh, and that late race, listen, the 550 package, Eric, you and I know that it, it lives and breathes on restarts. Can we just throw a fun caution as the, as the fun flag, baby, throw the fun flag at 20 to go in every, 550 package race heck 10 to go would do it <laughs> especially I'm in michigan him, i've given him at least a little time to race yeah so 20 to go and and, and michigan it looks cool because you can yeah. go five six wide which yeah. is awesome Mich- restarts at michigan regardless of the rules package has always been great uh but this package is especially um bunches everybody up but there's something that still bothers me and this is why i can't i'm not going to say it's a bad race and i won't say it's a good race i'm going to be i'm going to i'm going to be a chicken and (laughs) take the middle um but it always will bother me that the fastest car can't do anything right and kyle larson and chase elliott at the end of the race it was kyle larson kyle larson was the best car and couldn't even do anything with it and and i know you know byron figured out a way to make a move which i thought byron's pass late in that race to even get to second was incredible because yeah. I didn't think it, I didn't think it could be done. But as soon as Blaney got out in the lead, I, the thing is, is it looks great and it looks exciting, but in the back of my mind, I'm also going, well, nobody's touching Blaney. Well, and he's got the, he's got the clean air. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's got him. One thing I will add is I didn't pull the audio from it. Um, but Larson did comment quite a bit in the post race that he, he could have done more but was thinking about the regular season championship. And mm-hmm. every time he looked up in his mirror and saw that 11 car, all he could think of is if I go and make a move and it doesn't work and I lose three round. spots behind Hamlin, now I'm out of that points lead. Um, so he was, he was points isn't, racing, which we've never seen Kyle Larson do. Well, I was just going to say, isn't that a mature Kyle Larson right? who is really trying to win? The he championship? seemed like I got a chance to talk to him probably more than any other driver this weekend. Um, it's just how things worked. And maybe it's because it's the first yeah. driver I ever interviewed or ever got to ask a question to. So I'm most comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, he was a different Kyle Larson than what I've seen in the past. He's definitely matured. He is a veteran cup series driver. Now, when you talk yep. to him, it's like you're talking to a Denny Hamlin 
or a Kurt Busch or one of the yeah. you know the, the veteran guys in the sport. So well, he's gone through some rigorous, yeah. uh, <laughs> rigorous training um, in the last year to get to this point. So let um, me jump on my opinion, James, and I, I kind of yeah, it, let's have it. It I sucks because mm-hmm. I'm gonna kind of go the same direction as you in that. I guess I don't know if it was a good race or wasn't a good race. That's why I'm struggling, man. Same I, thing. Yep. So I loved the old Michigan where they would fan out all the time. And you, I sat in turn four. You couldn't see the whole track a lot of times where I sat. Um, and I, you could just sit and watch the track in front of you as they fan out in the corners and just be mesmerized for lap after lap after lap because they were, they were all over from the bottom white line all the way up to the wall. And it was just so much fun to watch. But at the same time, 15 laps after a green flag, the leader was halfway through the pack lapping them already mm-hmm. and had, you know, a five to 10 second lead on second place. Yep. And the only time you saw lead changes was when somebody ran out of gas or they played fuel mileage. Yep. Um, so from that aspect, I was never not interested on Sunday. I, I you know, I've been in the press box board at Michigan. You know, oh, yeah. I, I've been bored in the stands been many the times stands, many at times. Michigan. Yeah. And I was never bored in the stands. Now, part of that had to do with where cautions fell. I think if that last caution for rain wouldn't have fallen, yep. uh, it might have been different. But we were shaping up to have a good battle for the lead at the mm-hmm. end anyway. Um, yep. You know, Blaney wasn't going to win the race, but it, it certainly was still going to shape up to be a battle. It was probably going to be Larson's win. But yep. um, so I don't know. I guess so. My I guess my issue is is what I said at the beginning of this is that they've made Michigan Daytona light, mm. and I love super speedway racing, and I am fine if Michigan becomes a super speedway track. I'm also fine if Michigan doesn't become a super speedway track and races like Michigan used to race. This yeah. middle where it is right now, I'm not sure that I like it because I feel like it needs to go one direction or the other, and that might happen with a new car. Yeah. Um, that might push it one direction or the other. I have a feeling it's going to push it more towards super speedway than not, which I'm good with. I love super speedway racing. And, you know, if you look at it now, James, when, as soon as once we, we finish California, we will have two, two and a half mile super speedways and we will have a singular two mile speedway. Um, why wouldn't it fit in with those other two? I mean, if you, if you go to Daytona and you go to Michigan, Daytona doesn't seem that much bigger than Michigan. Which no. is interesting because if you go to Michigan and you go to Chicagoland, Chicagoland seems way smaller than Michigan. <laughs> yeah, it it's does. really strange how a yeah. half mile smaller seems a lot bigger difference than a half mile bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was there at, uh, I've, I've been to Charlotte and I thought yeah. the same thing, which it, is a mile and a half. It's crazy. And, and Kentucky still feels big to me. I don't know. It, it, Kentucky doesn't feel as small as Chicagoland does, but Chicagoland feels really small to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, again, it, it do am I saying we need to change what we're running at Michigan? No, hell no. Let's take the same thing back. I mean, obviously yep. we're going to have something different next year with a new car. Uh, but the same thing that, that we had this weekend is good for me. Um, I thought it raced well. And if you listen to, if you followed on Twitter, um, this was the worst race in the history of NASCAR. And or the, if, or if, the best. if you listened <laughs> on Sirius after the race, this was the best Michigan race ever. <gasps> Yeah, I've seen <laughs> some I've seen people call Twitter, it the best race of the year, James. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to step on our news just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but when I was checking out the Rick Brenner leaving um, MIS at the uh, <laughs> this week, 
I saw so many tweets of tear the place down anyway. Like <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. And I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. I, I don't think it's that bad. I've never thought it was that bad. In my um, opinion, this is probably an unpopular opinion. Um, I, before I say this, I will preface this again with that. I am not fully bought into this style of racing. And if we said tomorrow, if, if you told me tomorrow, the racing at Michigan will be worse, well, we're going to go back to the 800 horsepower package. I'd say, okay. Yeah, that'd be fine with me. Um, yeah. But Eric, we've seen great finishes with re- late restarts for, at that track, no matter right. what the rules package is. Remember, um, I think it was Larson's third in a row when you and I were both there. That yeah. late race restart was incredible. And Larson had no business winning that race and stole that one. That was awesome. Kind of like Ryan Blaney kind of stole this one. Right. Um, just just different circumstances, I guess. Uh, I will say, you know, though, with even if, if with that preface, if this was the best race we've had at Michigan overall, start to finish, best race we've had at Michigan in probably the last 10 years. It was definitely like like Kyle Larson said, there's, you know, his pedals to the floor the whole whole day. Yeah. Um, however, uh, the leader not being able to get away, even though you can't pass the leader, the leader not being able to get away does make these drivers sweat just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's harder to drive or not, I don't know. And how they're using the resin, I don't know. Um, I mean, I saw some guys getting up there trying to use it. I don't know how much of a role that played either, but you know, either way, um, the, the optics of it, uh, for a casual NASCAR fan, uh, were really good. And the, the diehard fans may, um, you know, the old timers, I guess I'm an old timer now, um, maybe like, may be uncomfortable with what they see sometimes, but I can see why new fans would be like, Hey, that was really good. The executives at Fox and NBC thought this was the best race ever. Because every time you put the camera angle on a camera on the leader, there were three or four other cars in the same. That's shot. right. Yep. And that's, that's what they all want. they care about. If you took, if you took these cars and ran them as a slot car track, one behind the other, without the possibility of passing, NASCAR and these and the networks would be thrilled because the racing was close. Yeah. Yeah. They yep. only care about close. Wrong. They're not worried about passing. Nope. I know. Um, I know. Which I don't know. I mean, again, it gave the illusion. That's what I struggled with during the races. It felt like. Mm-hmm there was the illusion of yeah. closeness, but it wasn't well, real. And that's, yeah, <laughs> it was a that's mirage. Yeah. That's the problem I had. I felt like William Byron and Ryan Blaney were going into a gunfight and, and Byron had no bullets. Yeah. You know, I just felt like he was firing blanks because he, he wasn't ever, he was never going to hit. He was never going to make the move. Um, unless he got to, you know, got to his bumper and hooked him or something. I right. mean, that was the only thing I think he could do. I don't think he could ever have passed him. Uh, and, and which is strange because you think about the races that Penske has won this year, it's, it's kind of scattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this is a race that Hendrick should have definitely won because of, you know, the, the way that they've been running these, these races. But I will say again, Ryan, Ryan said one other thing in, in post race, you mentioned the pedal of the floor thing and somebody asked him about, you know, the, the fact that, you know, this package doesn't require skill like the other package does, blah, blah, blah. And Blaney corrected him and said, wait, no, this it's not that this package doesn't require skill. It still requires skill. It's just a different type of skill. It is. It's, yep. it's positioning. And, and, and I wanted to ask the question too, and I didn't get a chance to that, you know, it felt like you would take, and I think I put this on Twitter. It felt like you would take 10 laps to work your way up to somebody to get in position, to be able to make that pass. It took 10 laps to get there. And then one mistake, one wrong move and you're starting over. It, all that is gone. Yep. Um, and, and so I don't know, you know, we saw guys get side by side, but not be able to make the pass. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's, it's 
again, I think it's better than what we've seen at Michigan. Is it perfect? Mm-hmm. No, it's not perfect. Um, is it even good enough? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. We, again, right now we're kind of just shooting bullets into the dark anyway, because the new car next year is going to change things. Um, and we don't know how yep. much it's going to change things until we see a group of them on the track. Yeah, there's not really any point to screaming about it anymore. You no, know? It's... you can simulate as much as you want with that new car in iRacing. You're not going to know yep. until you put 40 of them on the track. Yep. So a um, couple other things I, want, I do want to hit on before we move on to the Xfinity race. Uh, Matt Benedetto finishes sixth place in this one. Um, got a chance to talk to him before the race as well and, and asked him about um, his chances here. You know, it's it, this is a, you know, we've seen Wood Brothers. Wood Brothers dominated this track back in the day when David Pearson was racing. Um, we saw Dale Jarrett get his, get his first win with the Wood Brothers um, it, back in 91. Uh, and, you know, he was strong all day and had, certainly had a shot at it. Um, if, if, you know, if he would have taken the inside line like Blaney did, he probably could have mm-hmm. won the race. So um, great run for Matt Benedetto. So it was cool seeing him run up front. Um, Heck, man, Kurt Busch has figured yeah. out this style of racing. Yes, he um, has. And I think Kurt likes this it. style of racing. Yeah, he likes it because I, I think it – levels the playing field a bit yeah, for him it suits um, him well he's he's yeah he's good at it he is good at this um i think we really were we were um denied a, a really exciting opportunity to see austin Dillon battle for the finish yeah i was yeah i think we need definitely need to talk about this for yeah me. so uh coming they end of stage two um did you did you see it happen i, I did mean, not I re- see it happen i was okay, typing you're, you're, on my computer that the stage was over and I hear everybody go nuts and look up. I couldn't even find the accident because it went. Well, you don't expect it there. First of all, in, in if you sit, if you ever sat in the press box, okay, this is going to be me being one of those people that hey, I just got I'm I'm in an air conditioned press box at a NASCAR race, and I'm gonna complain complain about it, right? <laughs> the press box at Michigan is situated so close to the track that you have to lean over the table to see. Yeah, the you're track hovering in front over. Of you. Yeah, you're hovering over the front stretch. So yeah. it's hard to see anything that happens on the front stretch if you're not looking for it. And so I completely messed it. It happened. Well, Eric, yeah, here's the thing too, Eric. You and I have been going to MIS since the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Uh, whenever there's an accident at MIS, you look at two spots on the track because yep. it's always in the same. Turn two exit yep. and off of turn four. Yep. You never look for the accident <laughs> on the front stretch. It doesn't happen. It never happens at the start finish line. No. That thing, that was a bomb. That, yeah. that was a bomb that went off. We almost had a car upside down. I mean, yeah, it, we did. it almost was a true super speedway race because we almost had a car flipping. We had an Austin Dillon in the fence situation. Yeah, that was whew. so. And James and blame. Austin it. took it. I think Austin yeah. took the blame. He apologized right away on the radio. I don't think it was Austin's fault. I don't think it was Denny's fault. I think it was just Brad, something you mean that Brad, happens. Yeah, Brad, Brad. Yeah, Brad. I keep saying yeah. I keep saying Denny for this whole incident, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was. It just happened, man. I mean, Brad. Brad was. Um, I think sick to his stomach about this one. Yeah, uh, because I don't think either of them wanted that to happen and there's there's no beef here between the two of them it's just austin austin came you know brad and him are racing to that spot yeah brad chased him down and austin came up too fast and that was it austin came up too fast brad should have got off him i mean it just it they both should have been off the gas yeah they both i don't know why they were yeah taking I mean, that it wasn't one. far past the start finish line but yeah i mean it's it's not like a competition caution where you race until the caution flies. The race is over when you cross the line when that yeah. green and che- green and white checkered flags waving. So yeah, um, yeah, it just shouldn't happen. It's a total bummer for Austin Dillon. Pretty much denies him a chance at the playoffs unless he wins this weekend. Well, I was gonna say 
it was a bad day for him, but he gained he on did, Tyler Reddick. It did help when Reddick spun. And blew the tire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almost brought out the caution for an even more exciting finish. Can we can we talk about that wreck? Yeah. A little bit. Um, on well, it, it was lap what one eighty eight. I'm looking at racing references to make sure I got this right. Um, so Joey Logano gave who did he give room to? Somebody in front of him, Tyler. I think it was Tyler. Tyler yes, this Tyler Reddick made a dive bomb move into the corner. He lo- slid up the track. Logano lifted, and Martin Truex Jr. kept it to the floor. Martin Truex Jr. gave him nothing. No, and it's and it's totally because it's Joey Logano. Yeah, if it was anybody else, I think Truex would have lifted. Especially Truex, Truex lifted. Yeah, Truex had had you know they they have an infamous battle that Joey Logano got the best of him and and ended up winning the championship. It took what five years, four years for him to finally, finally get him back, but he got I him. Was, I was kind of mad at Martin, <laughs> and then I I thought, no, no, don't be mad at Martin. He finally did something about that incident five years ago. This is a problem. Di- I don't. I do agree that it has to do with Joey. That's the biggest reason he didn't lift. But it's also a product of this package. You don't lift. If you if he would have lifted, if Martin would have let him in, he would have lost ten spots. Yeah, he yeah. can't lift. Well, and Joey did lift and paid yeah, the price, man. Exactly. He got he got hooked. Yeah, Joey and, should have wrecked Reddick. Yeah, I was kind of mad at Truex, and then I thought, no, no, this was the 2018 thing coming back for Joey. Yep. And at the end, it now that really wreck matter. I did see, I watched that one all the way through. <laughs> yeah, that was. Whew, yeah, that was. Kind of, I mean, you could see that cut. That thing, that wreck started. It started turn in turn two, James. Yeah, yeah. Turn did, two, it, it started down down the backstretch. <laughs> that wreck started. Oh, yeah, that was, was a, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a that was a lot of cars involved in that one. Yeah, and but surprisingly, not a ton of damage. Logano was out of the race. Yeah, that result. one ru- it ruined uh, Reddick's day with the flat tire. Newman. Yeah. Well, actually, no, Reddick. Reddick did not. It, well, yeah, he ended up with a flat tire in the next restart. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yep. Um, which ended up he spun, and then the caution didn't come out, and yeah, it cost him. He ended up finishing twenty ninth. Um, yep. Logano, I think, probably would have been all right if he wouldn't have you know, come to a stop past the pit road entrance and had to make it a two mile lap with yeah. all flat tires. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was that in, you know, at that point for Logano, there's no reason to continue racing. So he's got nothing. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason. For they put it right behind the wall. Fine. Yep. Um, I think that was the one that was that the one that Ross Chastain wouldn't get off the track for too. And they finally booted him off or no, Anthony Alfredo. I don't remember. One of them was, I think it was Chastain no, was putting Ch- oil down through the whole race. Chastain. That was, I think Chastain was a little earlier because yeah. he had fire, uh, coming out the back end and, and, uh, they had to push him behind the wall. That's I right. think there's a suspension coming from that one. I think yeah, they lost, an axle. Lo- lost his axle. So yeah, yep. that's, that's I wonder if that's good, what Denny Hamlin hit that cracked his windshield. Might've. Yeah. Might've there. That was a weird one. That was, I hadn't, I haven't seen that one before. That was, no. a, that was a new one for me. Uh, Chase Briscoe also had a decent day, finished 11th. Yeah, he was, he was there. there. Yeah. That was one of those. He lost his momentum and fell to 11th, but oh, let great, me, great let day. me point out too, that, um, the Matt Benedetto's car paint scheme was awesome this weekend. And I have never fully appreciated the lightning bolt interstate batteries scheme. Like I did seeing it live for, I think the first time <laughs> Yeah, that Cowbush car looked sweet. That was a yeah. good looking race car. Well, well the green always pops. walking past it on pit road. It, there's some really ugly interstate batteries cars, but that one is not one of them. Yeah. The old yellow green yeah. and then they did the remember they did the white green and black that wasn't yeah that that's terrible popping. this dark green they have yeah. is beautiful 
Yeah, this is a good the interstate scheme that they've got right now is is nice. We mentioned Kevin Harvick; he was out to lunch all day. Also, nice looking car though. The Bushlight Apple Ford looks pretty. Yeah, good. the Bushlight Apple car is is nice. Uh, it's always nice. Fourteenth place for him. Uh, Christopher Bell ends up thirteenth. He ran well, but it was involved in that accident uh, with yeah. Logano. How about Bubba Wallace with the uh, upside down number on the roof? Yeah, that's always I don't fun. know what's yeah. all up. Uh, no, nobody's really said what the deal was on that. I think they just put the sticker on around. Probably, <laughs> probably, but I got everybody talking. Well, yeah. and I believe that's part of the discussion for next year is moving that number so it faces the stands. So yeah. if you're new to NASCAR, the reason the numbers face the inside of the track, which makes no sense whatsoever, until you realize that it's because the scorers used to sit on the inside of the track. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to mention, if you get pictures of them in the banking, it looks more correct. It looks, because, yeah. You know, but the numbers uh, upside down. But in theory, the number most a lot of short tracks, the number will face the crowd because that's who's seeing the number. Exactly. Yeah. But. Um, anybody else, James, worth mentioning in this one? Ryan Newman was caught up in that accident, too. He finished his yeah. 24th. No, I don't think so. Diego Josh Suarez Barry got... was decent at the beginning, but then fell back 22nd for him. Yeah, Josh Berry had a, I mean, he finished yeah. on the lead lap, um, which is which is good for that team um, in, a, in a substitute role, a late a late addition to have Josh Berry drive that car. So yeah. that, I think that was a great race for him. Um, but no, I think, yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it, man. It's a decent race. Yeah. Really decent race. Yeah, can't complain about it at all. Um, Ryan Blaney's, uh, let's see, sixth victory uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series. First time he's won two races in a season. So that's right. Yep, first time. Uh, yeah, first time he's a two-time winner, but he's he's keeping his streak alive. Obviously, he did it earlier this year, but every season he's been a um, a full-time driver since 2017. Uh, he's got a win. So oh, one um, other point I wanted to make too streak. is that um, Ford sucks this year. Uh, but they yeah, managed to win their get... seventh race in a row at Michigan. Yes, they did. They only have a handful of wins this year, and one of them was on dirt. And yep. um, there was the Atlanta one that Blaney got. Uh, Keselowski's got one. But, yeah, this uh, – oof. Yep. Yeah, it's been a rough year for the Fords. But, you know, they anytime they get that heritage trophy that they get for the Michigan win. The vaunted heritage trophy, yes. Yep. Nobody cares about it but the manufacturers. But That's right. That's well, right. nobody cares about it but Edsel Ford, really. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think he's the only one who cares. Just make a permanent right. spot for it at the, That's at the right. Ford headquarters. That's right. Yep, exactly. Uh, well, we were coming off uh, the Xfinity race at Michigan International Speedway, which I was at as well. Uh, AJ Allmendinger gets the win. And James, I can't tell you anything cooler than standing on pit road, waiting for everybody, to, the drivers to get out of their cars and listening to the crowd chant, AJ, AJ, AJ. It was awesome. Yeah, that dude had an awesome like week <laughs> he is such a fan favorite right now and i just say again why the hell is he not in the cup series next year full time colleague racing come on do the right thing do god the right thing. dang do the right thing uh, it was a it was a great win for aj um, i watched the uh yeah i watched the last part of this race and that was a lot of fun yeah. watching aj go get that thing that he was, dominated this thing i mean he finished third oh, in stage yeah. one first in stage uh two um and gets the win at the end uh, and interesting thing is, you know, AJ, the road course guy, it was his third oval win. And I got to ask him about that post race. AJ, this is your third victory on an oval. Um, you're kind of known as a road course guy. Does it mean more to you to get an oval win or are they all the same for you? No, I enjoy them all. You know, the ovals are cool. <laughs> it, it's, it's fun to go out there and, and win on them because I hadn't done it for so long. So the last couple of years have been pretty awesome, but, um, I just love winning. Like I haven't, it's, it's fun. It's fun to win with, with college racing. So, uh, beggars can't be choosers. I've always been taught that. So I'll take them anywhere I can get them. It was a really cool experience because I was standing next to his pit stall, 
yeah, um, at the end of the race. The I put the video so up good. on Twitter. Yeah, got to see yeah. the team celebrate. Got to see Matt Colleg excited. Actually, when I was going up to the press box at the beginning of the day, um, Matt Colleg and, and a bunch of the Colleg guys were coming out of the press box or out of the um, out of the elevator. So got to pass yeah. them there too. That's cool. Um, yeah, AJ was. He tried to climb the fence or got up on the fence and said he that. Did? Well, yeah, he said uh, he said he's he's been hanging out with Elio, and he says Elio's got so much energy. He said he was channeling a little bit of that en- energy, but he wasn't going oh, up to the top. Was, he says he doesn't have he was Elio energy. Screaming <laughs> on the radio, absolutely screaming on the radio. Yeah, so I love AJ, man. Indie. I was an AJ oh, fan great. before he got suspended. Um, he's a he's a great guy, and I'm. It's nice to see the fans behind him. It's so cool. Yeah, I know. We were just talking about him winning Indy last week at, in the Cup Series, and now he's you know. He's a legit championship contender right now uh, for this Xfinity Series title. Yeah, you know, three, very legit. Three, three wins on the season. I mean, heck, his average finish is 8.4. He's he's right there, man. This is, you know, 15 top 10s in 22 races. He is uh, as legit of a title contender as, as anybody else, including Austin Sindrick. So yeah. we'll see if he can get her done. That'd be great if he could. I'd, I'd, I'd be a big fan of that for sure. Uh, Brandon Jones finished second in this one. I didn't get a chance to talk to him post-race, but Noah Gregson, who finished third, I did get a chance to talk to him. Here's what he had to say. Noah, second to last restart, you were right behind Josh Berry there. Would you? What was your thinking there? Were you thinking of following him in and helping him, or are you thinking about getting past? Push the shit out of him, try and pass him. Um, you know, you, you want to have a JRM car run good, but, um, but you know, I'm, I'm also here to win. So the goal is to push both of us in tandem past the whoever it was on the outside and uh, i felt like i gave him a good pop and then he kind of got away from me spun my tires just barely and uh, but we recovered for fourth and then uh second last restart got up to the front row so um third place i'll take it hasn't been the greatest season but it's got to be feel good to be building some momentum going into playoffs right yeah we're not we're not where we want to be on speed but uh you know, we, we've gotten a few good finishes, but but I don't know if we're there on speed quite yet. But it just means that we're going to keep working uh, no matter what. And uh, and I'm really thankful for this team, really proud and uh, excited for, for these tracks coming up. You mentioned Josh Berry in the uh, in the cup discussion. Uh, he was filling in for Michael Annette, who's still struggling with his, uh, his leg injury. Um, and Josh was talking after the race and mentioned Dale Jr., so I figured I'd ask him about that. You mentioned Dale. He was really good here. Um, did he help you at all going into this weekend? Yeah, not, not as much as I'd like. You know, I'll be honest, um, you know, I've been incredibly busy this week. I wish, you know, I could have, um, you know, I wish I could have talked to him maybe a little more. But, you know, we have good preparation at Junior Motorsports, too. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of, proud of the effort. Like I said, I mean, I've been a part of Josh Wise's program this year. He's doing a great job teaching us. I mean, he's got a lot, a lot of young talent that he's helping. And I'm kind of the older guy in the in the, in the system, but um, still got a lot to learn. So, um, you know, overall, like I said, I mean, it was, uh, I wish we could have won, but it was still a good day. So interesting that we went from this guy who was like less than a year ago. We were like, man, I hope he gets a shot to really, you know, show us what he can do and he deserves it. Mm-hmm. But man, the sponsorship's just not there. And now he's the guy that everybody goes to if they yeah. need somebody to fill a ride. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, he's got the Dale Jr. bump right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to go back really quick, though, because yeah. that Noah Gregson quote, <laughs> and I'm great? really glad that I wasn't drinking out of my water when he said that. <laughs> uh, that was, I didn't expect that. That was really great. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you got that on there. That was really funny. I love but, Noah. I love Noah. You, I know. He's you, can always, dudes, you can always count on a good quote from Noah. 
definitely yeah, ding nope. dong there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's your boy, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, JR Motorsports, you know, they got a nice little stable with Noah and Josh, and um, heading into next year, obviously with All Guy or two, and uh, yeah, I mean, he, I love that Josh keeps getting these opportunities, and obviously he's going full time, and um, you know, this is just a nice story to see somebody uh, locally. And, and Eric, I know you were tweeting about it this week, but um, seeing somebody like him, who's definitely really talented, uh, even late in his career, being yeah. able to have a shot here because there's guys all over the country. Like you said, um, it's always been that way. And every once in a while, a guy squeaks into the system. Um, and, and right now we've got Josh Berry in the, in the system here um, to, uh, to, you know, to, to race some races. And, and I think SRX opened the door for a couple of the guys too. So yeah. uh, it's really cool. It's interesting to see this, uh, the what we've got going with the Xfinity Series right now. It definitely is a colleague slash junior motorsports battle for the championship. I think. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. we've seen the Joe Gibbs cars run really well, but it's been the fifty four car. You know, yeah. it hasn't been anybody that's competing for the title, and it so yeah, it ain't, it ain't been uh, you know Harrison Burton or <laughs> no. any of those guys. It's it's very strange. Like yeah. they're very very talented. I mean, Hemrick has had some moments. Yeah, um, not this yeah, weekend. Thirty ninth with a wreck. <laughs> yeah, very strange. They've got good talent there, and you think they'd have the speed too, but yeah, they just don't seem to have that extra little bit. And um, you know, we mentioned on the podcast, I think last week, that uh, with Josh Berry getting the full time ride there next year, um, we didn't talk about the fact that that takes away an open seat potentially for next season. Possibly for Noah Griggs. Maybe, but Junior Motorsports said they're ready to field five cars if they need to. So That's cool. Yeah, hopefully Noah, if he, there's no room in the inn at the Cup Series, so mm. he's got to probably No, it's not, year. it's not time to move up to Cup for Noah, so. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, Eric, I was, I'm glad you brought up Ford. I, I was looking at the entry list for next week and I, there's only four Fords mm. entered in, uh, entered in the field at Daytona and honestly, like, BJ McLeod's one of them with, you know, with, with Chase Briscoe. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Chase Briscoe, Riley Herbst and, uh, and Ryan Sieg along with Austin Sindrick. It's very, yeah, very, the four, I didn't realize, I guess, until I looked at this, that the Ford, um, the Ford group in the Xfinity series is super thin. Right. Really, really weird. But anyway, just a, just a side note that I was, I was mulling on, I guess. Just looking here at the results, I see Ryan Seag ended up 12th in this thing, which is wild because he was on pit road multiple times with issues. Yeah. Um, Ty Gibbs finishes 13th. Uh, you know, looked like he was going to be Ty Gibbs like normal, but struggled. Yes, he did. Um, trying to think if anybody else really jumps out. A couple cup drivers ran this one. Uh, we had Bubba Wallace finish 10th. On the 61 car, which was cool Yeah, he to see. gave that car a good ride. Yeah, that was a yeah. good run for those um, guys. Tyler Reddick was really good in this one, too. He spent a good chunk of the midpoint of the race testing the high line, uh, scrubbing the paint off the wall, mm-hmm. um, trying to get ready for Sunday to see uh, see what that what grip was up there. So I think that affected him. I think he had – I can't remember. I remember they had an issue at some point in the race, too. So Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I mentioned Daniel Hemrick uh, finishes 39th. Uh, Austin Sindrick, 37th, uh, because of the damaged vehicle policy, Myatt Snyder, 36th. Uh, so those guys all struggled. And then, uh, Sam Mayer also had, uh, trouble and finished, uh, 33rd in the junior motorsports number eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else with this one worth discussing, James? No, I thought it was a really good race though. Um, yeah, it was a good race. It was yeah, a good I mean, race. It was... it was as good a race as you can expect with somebody dominating it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I think part of that too is AJ getting the win is exciting. It's just exciting when he wins. Yeah. He also worth that. mentioning too, that uh, Jeb Burton 
and the other colleague car finished 29th, but led 23 laps in the day. He was really strong yeah. as well. So yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, those, I mean, again, those colleague cars right now, they all seem good except for, uh, Justin Haley is, has been struggling mm -hmm. as of late. Um, yep. he only finished, he only got points in the first stage, uh, finished 10th in the first stage. And otherwise he was out to lunch 17th on the day. Yeah. Well, maybe he's looking car. ahead. Uh, maybe he's looking ahead a week here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a hint at my picks. He made me nervous enough to where I wasn't picking him. I'm not picking him because I, oh, that's I made him nervous. He made me nervous. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. I think. I <laughs> oh no, he is. He is one of my two possible choices, but I don't, yeah. I don't think I'm picking him. I, he's, he's making me nervous. It's funny. Uh, the truck series was in action this weekend as well. It was Toyota 200 presented by CK power from worldwide technology raceway. Uh, Sheldon Creed dominates. This one gets the win. Um, we had several playoff drivers struggle in this one, but of course the big story of the night is the power outage with a 90 minute delay oh, uh, due to that, which was excruciating because the race already started as late as it did. Um, oh, so bad. Sheldon Creed leads 142 laps out of 163, uh, to get the win in this thing. And you know, James, it's really funny because last week when we were talking our picks, I said, you know, this really feels like a Matt Kraft and Ben Rhodes type of night. Yeah. And uh, you should have taken one of those guys, James. I thought about it. Yeah. Well, I wanted Sheldon Creed, but, you know, I couldn't have him. And then uh, he, you absolutely crushed me. Uh, but, yeah, Crafton. I mean, Hosevar uh, still came back for eighth. That's pretty yeah. darn good considering you know, how bad he was all night. Yeah. Ben Rhodes uh, would have been the, the, the lesser of the uh, evils there because he would have at least kept it close. But, my God, I got my butt kicked on our picks. Um, but I'm just glad. I'm just glad Hosevar survived the – whatever was going on out there. Yeah. That was a mess. The whole night, the power outage, the big wrecks, just a, just a, ugh. Well, let's look at playoff drivers. Zane Smith finishes 35th, furthest back for a playoff driver. Todd Gilliland yep. finishes 29th. Chandler Smith, 28th. Austin Hill, 23rd. John Hunter Nemechek, 22nd. That's a, that's a pretty big hole to start with. How, how itchy do you think Kyle Busch was after that thing was over? <sighs> Bad. Now, it, like John Hunter's fine. He's yeah. still in the points yeah. lead and he's not going to, but Chandler Smith's out mm -hmm. right now. Um, so Chandler Smith's got to get some work done, but I, I think Kyle was probably really frustrated after that. I mean, uh, I think if you look up at the front, I don't see Stuart freeze and staying consistent. Um, yeah, he'll come back. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like Stuart's going to slip. Um, Kraft in probably the same way. And Ben Rhodes is also streaky. So I don't know. I, I don't know that yeah. I'd be real confident they're, those two are both good at this track. I just know they've always run well here. They don't always finish well here, but they run well here. Yeah. And, of course, we're going to Darlington next, which is in place of the the road course yeah. at uh, Canada. Um, yeah. We've so, got a long break. we got a yeah. long break here. But, yeah, those guys are – most of these guys, like Chandler Smith will have a good truck going into Darlington. He can make up, you know, a handful of these points here. Right. Um, but, yeah, there's – uh, it's, it's a bottleneck from about seventh from Hosevar down to Smith is, you know, 20, 21 points. So, um, it, it's a, it's a bit of a bottleneck right there. I think the, I think the top six guys are probably in a pretty safe spot if they just run their race. Um, but yeah, we're in the, we're in the playoffs for these guys now yep. and, uh, they they got to drive as such, but, uh, that <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> yeah, it was something. Was the, the IndyCar race, uh, the next night was pretty wild too. So yeah, great gateway. Oh man. Jeez. Yeah. How'd you, what did you, what'd you think of the, the fake record that Haley Deegan got? I hate, I hate when you have to, when you have to bullet point statistics, the th that third the first, best finish of by a female competitor in NASCAR camping world truck series history, the, 
my favorite fourth is female the fir- fin- to finish the first, inside the top ten. The first female to finish in, inside the top ten, except for at Daytona. <laughs> um, I, I hate stats like that. But regardless, even a fake stat or not, that's a great run yeah. for Haley Deegan, uh, and run that she needed bad. She needed a top ten, and it stands out when Haley Deegan gets a top ten. That's that's how much she needed this one. Just um, for the record, the other three women or female drivers who have finished in the top 10 in the truck series are Natalie Decker, who finished fifth at Daytona in 2020, Jennifer Joe Cobb, who finished sixth at Daytona in 2011, and Angela Ruck, who finished eighth at Daytona in 2019. All three of those drivers are really doing big things right now. Oh, God. That's, uh... <laughs> uh, Sheldon Creed, it was his seventh victory in 69 uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series races, his second victory of 2021. Nice. Yep. He's uh, shaping up into championship time. It's yeah. uh, it's go time. He also he also is, it was the second win in a row at Gateway. So this is what he does, man. This is how he won that championship last year. He shows up right now. That team that team is strong. They are you know they are a legit contender for everything that John Hunter wants to do. Um, that they, they got to go through Creed. You got to beat the champ. So James, we've heard some things about infrastructure. Um, we'll ignore that at the moment, but let's, uh, just from a racing standpoint, from a track standpoint, uh, cup race here. Want to see one? I like the layout of gateway. I don't trust the, I don't trust the track. Um, <laughs> I don't trust the infrastructure there. Yeah. Quite, quite. Yeah. If, if they do, they better run that thing at 10 AM. So right. We have plenty of, we have plenty of daylight because, uh, it looks like it needs some work, but, um, as far as the track, like it, take everything else away the layout of that track i love that track it's a uh it's a flat darlington i guess is the best way to, That's to the describe thing. it typically i hate a flat track but the fact that the the turns are different you just yeah. you can't set up well for it there's no exactly. possible way exactly yep yep and, That's and what just I like strange things have happened at gateway to make it exciting to where it's not just you know a green flag it's not a okay i got in a disagreement with some people on twitter this weekend that want to see the milwaukee mile come back to the cup series and I think the Milwaukee Mile is terrible. And I was told that the Milwaukee Mile is just like New Hampshire, which has had some really great races. And I didn't argue the fact that I disagree. New Hampshire has had some good moments, but really hasn't had any good races. Yep. Um, that's the difference between this track and Milwaukee is while Milwaukee's flat, Milwaukee puts on snoozers because nothing happens because yeah. each corner's the same. Well, and what do you do? Like, okay, so you want to bring Gateway in. What, what, what leaves? You know, Another you track get- with two dates. That's you, what you got to do. You got to. I know, but you're I'll tell you what, James. Big investment into Atlanta. Yeah, I know. Rid of Atlanta. I know, but you know, I'll tell you what. I hate the fact that Michigan only has one date, despite the fact that I agree that Michigan should only have one date. I love but that. When you we look at the schedule. grandstands, you could see that it was the right decision. Yeah, because I mean, we we still thing. have COVID fear. There are still people afraid of COVID, and rightfully so. Not that's I'm with you. Um, I'm yeah. listen, man. I I decided. <laughs> last week that i shouldn't go because of covid and that was just my personal choice but so you had a covid uh, reduced crowd at michigan that was probably the best crowd we've seen there in 10 years yep and they were starving for for a race because they didn't get to go last year so exactly so yeah i don't know what comes off the date because daytona road course isn't going to stay for uh, auto club uh supposedly um i don't know do you take away race away from darlington again i I think well, that's I mean, a good idea. not only that, but you're going to, in addition to adding this race to the schedule, you're going to add a short track race in the LA Coliseum too, James. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Well, 
I got. I don't even know how to get into that. That's <laughs> that's the the people on the internet jumping on. If we're gonna do right that, now. then let's just go to Slinger or something. I mean, I know. God, seriously, go to a legit track. Go to a real track. Let's quit making fake tracks and go to a real racetrack. You Stop putting dirt I've... down at Bristol and go to a dirt track. The, don't the... go to freaking Coliseum. Go to a short track somewhere. The track that is going to lose a second date. I think it's easy. Um, Richmond, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Richmond. Yeah. Richmond's been bad. Richmond's yeah, it been has bad. Been. It has um, been. You're, you're not taking a race away from Las Vegas, and Texas only has the All Star race and. James. Um, it's, it's we, we run at Phoenix twice. Oh. I mean, they got they the championship the, race. Yeah. Do you they take deserve one away from two? Kansas? Do you take one away from Kansas? Kansas could lose one. I'd say Kansas or Richmond would be yeah. my guess. Yeah. I don't know. Kansas probably makes the most sense for a. I don't Tell know. Maybe what. Phoenix makes the most sense for a LA Coliseum. Or LA Coliseum becomes. Jesus. LA Coliseum, I see being the year that the. That uh, California is not racing because of I get the reconstruction. Maybe. maybe. Um, we'll I did see this week that it's likely that the Chicago race, the Chicago street course race will not run next year. It'll no, there's, be the yeah, there's a year. lot of, yeah. And, and I guarantee you Kentucky's not coming back. Yeah. And I don't think so. I, like I wish, well, I only wish I'm, I selfishly wish Kentucky would come back cause it's close, close ish. Yeah. Um, really I want Chicago land back, but that's never going to happen. Right. So, uh, all right, that uh, puts the races in the rearview mirror. Um, but we're gonna still talk about Michigan here real quick. I'm gonna try and bust through this driver audio real quick because I do want to get it in. I think there's some good good comments in here. Um, yeah, let's have it. But we're already long on the podcast. But before we do that, James, I wanted to point out a funny takeaway that I got from Michigan this weekend. You'll enjoy this. Um, if if anybody here is a fan of Door Bumper Clear and listens to it, you know that they joke frequently with, especially uh, um, Brett about the fact that when the burnouts are happening on the track, Brett doesn't know that it's happening because he's already in his car on his way out of the track. Um, if anybody thinks that's a joke, <laughs> it's not. So I got to experience it this weekend. Brett wasn't there. It, it, this wasn't a Brett experience, but um, generally what I do at Michigan, so there's a, there's a tunnel that goes underneath the front stretch. And after the race, they have a bullpen, they call it for the media, where the top five drivers, used to be the top 10, this year with COVID it's the top five, um, come up and you can ask him questions and whatever. And that's where I get this audio from a lot of times. And so you want to get down there and be down there for the end of the race because they're going to come out of their cars, talk to TV, and then go right to the bullpen. So if you're not there quick enough, you'll miss it. So generally, I go down to pit road usually with about 20 to go. I'll leave the press box and head down. If you're following my tweets, you'll notice at 20 to go, the tweets stop. Um, and I'll go down there and wait for the race to finish. Um, on Saturday, I did that. And, of course, we had two green white checkers and a bunch of cautions before that. And so I stood down on pit road in the direct sunlight for an eternity waiting for the race to end. And when you're down on pit road, um, anybody who thinks it's cool, it'd be cool to be on pit road. It's cool for about 10 seconds because you literally see right in front of you and that's it. You can't see anything else. Um, so it's, it, you're just sitting down there and it used to be, I had the fan view so I could watch the broadcast on the fan view. Well, those don't exist anymore. Um, so you're really sitting there just waiting for something to happen or waiting for the race to be over. So on Sunday, because there was a late race restart, I'm like, I'm going to stick it out and see what happens here. So I literally, I had my bag packed up on my shoulder, standing at the glass right by the door as the field crossed the finish line for the checkered flag. As they, they took the checkered, I literally ran to the elevator, which is probably, I don't know, 30 feet away from the, uh, from the press box. And get to the elevator, hit the button, 
and turn around and here are five spotters running into the room as well with me. <laughs> the elevator stops. Everybody jumps on the elevator. The elevator is not full. It's probably a quarter full. They all are like, move up to the front, quick, move up to the front so nobody else can get on the elevator because they don't want to stop at each floor. So we stop at the next floor and they're all standing up at the front like there's no room and a couple guys squeeze in and they're all irritated about it. The elevator gets down <laughs> to the ground floor and they literally book it to the tunnel and run through the tunnel to get out of there. It was hilarious. Oh man, that's <laughs> awesome. At least you got to experience, I mean, hey, they got a system down. Yeah. So. Now, to be fair, neither uh, Freddie Kraft or uh, TJ Majors were part of that group. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, that's uh, so funny. Anyway, before one of the cool things in NASCAR did this weekend, uh, without the without qualifying, there was not a lot of chance to meet with the drivers. So they did a media availability with the top 20 in points uh, outside the NASCAR hauler before the race on Sunday. Um, so as the drivers passed through, we got to ask them some questions. So I got to talk to a few of them. Uh, first up, this is the longest clip here. Ross Chastain uh, got to ask him about the transition to track house, which I thought was an interesting uh, take of what was going on there. So here's what Ross Chastain had to say. Ross, with the transition to Trackhouse next year, are you guys working on that transition now? Is that something that takes place in the off season? How much are you working towards next year right now? The the only thing is the next gen car, so it's it's in the in the current you know shop that we work out of in Concord, and it's being prepared for the testing coming up at Daytona. Uh, I think there's three or four tests at Charlotte Oval, Roval, and maybe Phoenix, and that one car is being prepared to do all that. So we're just getting the seat fit in it now. We've got a, a group that are kind of assigned to that and that's all they're working on um but as far as like naming or new people coming in no it's it's business as usual there's just one extra car in the shop and there's plenty of room again at, at cgr at chip ganassi racing and it's over getting you know in parts new parts because you order it all you order it all through a portal online uh when mr jody gets it ordered in and it delivers we they bolt it together and then i come look at it and we're getting ready for the testing um but no aside from that um it's business as usual as the 42 and the one Russ, what are some things about the new car that you're most anxious to learn or find out about? Crashing it? <laughs> I mean, just what does it feel like? You know, do I feel more? Do I feel less? We're using our same seats, uh, but they're recommending we, we enclose our heads a little more, so we raise our headrests um, probably across the border. I know for me, I'm probably going to raise mine to get it up closer to my eye level, which I probably should have done in the past. And then from there, enclose it both left and right, closing that space. Right now, I only do that at road courses. And then here, I have a little more room. Um, so yeah, just crashing it, seeing what it, right? Nobody's crashed one yet, a person, you know? So, um, well, I guess Drew, Drew did a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. So um, yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing that like, kind of like, when we talk about it, I'm like, somebody needs to crash this thing and tell me how it feels. I thought that was an interesting dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's something that you don't get to hear a lot, especially the, yep. the seat positioning and all that. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, also got a chance to talk to Matt DiBenedetto, Matt DiBenedetto uh, before the race and just asked him about 2022 uh, and whether, well, you'll hear the question. Here's what Matt DiBenedetto had to say. Matt, we've seen guys like John Hunter Nemechek go down to a lower series and try and improve that resume a little bit. Obviously, you've got a great resume. But is that something you consider as a step down to a lower series to, to maybe work your way back up? You know, I've gotten that question a lot. And at first, my answer was like, well, uh, no, I know I belong in the Cup and I can win the Cup Series. And, you know, we're, we're obviously showing what we, we've uh, changed on our team and what we've done and how much success that's equated to. And so my answer at first was like, well, it was a little bit of a stubborn answer. But uh, after I had to take a step back and 
realize it. It's not about me. Uh, I have trust in my faith uh, to know that I'm, on, I'm not in control of everything. I just work as hard as I can at what's in my control and then see where, you know, see where the Lord leads me. That's, that's my take on it. I think that says a lot. I think uh, yeah, we're it does. Looking, that's really great. That's we're looking great at Matt Benedetto not having an option right now for next year in the Cup Series. Yeah, I think I think we're talking about a next mini series driver next year. And, and honestly, um, yeah, that's telling. But it also sounds like he's at peace with that yeah. as well. I think he would be okay with that. And um, honestly, I think Matt's got to win anywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. I, that's a great Eric. You pulled a great quote there. That was really insightful. That was good. Thanks. I, I, like I said, I'm a pro, man. You are a pro. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, also had a chance to talk to Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, uh, before the race, just about what it is, what it's like to race, uh, against a teammate for the bubble spot. Um, keep in mind, this was before the race. Uh, so before Austin's crash and all that, here's, uh, Austin first. Austin, you're in a unique position of battling for that final spot with your teammate. What's that dynamic like? And are you guys still sharing information? Is it are yeah. you a little more closed doors or? No, I mean, I think we're still sharing information, obviously when it comes to, uh, tri- track position and and calling a race we're on our own a little bit there because we're chasing each other a bit but you know now where the points are you know we can try and get as many as we can for next week but I think a win is one of the things that we need more than anything over the last last two races I heard somebody talk over the the last week or so about you know whether they're having closed door meetings over there at RCR or not so I thought it'd be an interesting question to ask kind of got the answer that I expected um, of course, Tyler Reddick had something similar to say. You guys are in the unique position of teammates battling for that final spot. What's that dynamic like, and, and are you guys still working together, sharing information, or is it kind of every man for himself? No, we're definitely still working together. Um, yeah, you, it, it's a it's a position where, outside looking in, um, you know, you could formulate a lot of different uh, opinions, and, and uh, yeah, but inside our doors, inside our building at RCR and the, and the, the compound that we have there, uh, Teamwork is still 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 there. Uh, if not, um, over the last I'd say month, uh, we we've worked even closer together. Uh, these last two road course races being very very uh, similar in what we bring to the racetrack. Really working, um, you know, comparing to each other, trying to use each other to help, you know, find more speed uh, in our cars, whether that's racing line or um, you know, driver input wise or, or or based on our setup. And lastly, uh, Denny Hamlin was down there. Um, got a chance to talk to him and figured I'd take the opportunity to ask him about how things are going at 2311 this year. Denny, things seem to, seem to continue to improve over at 2311. Um, evaluate where you guys are at this point in the season. What do you think of what the season's been like so far? Yeah, I mean, it's been an up and down season. I, I thought uh, for the first five to six races, they established where they were, and then they went through a 10 race stage where they kept getting better and better and better. Uh, and then it just kind of plateaued, it seemed like, um, over these last few, re- you know, four or five weeks. You know, again, we've had some tracks that are pretty tough on Bubba, you know, on, uh, on the uh, ex- experience and skill-wise. So I think that, um, you know, we'll, we'll see really kind of where they stand here on these ovals coming up here in the next few weeks. But ultimately, you know, I expect them to, you know, run a little bit better than what they are right now. How close are you to announcing plans for next year? Um I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, it's day-to-day, week-to-week, but, you know, maybe something soon. I'm not sure. And there you go. Uh, Good work. Big kudos to NASCAR for giving us a lot of access during the COVID thing. You know, obviously we had COVID protocols increase last week uh, for NASCAR and and still gave us a chance to talk to the drivers and and get – you know, it's come a long ways, James, since, you know, the first race that you and I went to – 
at mm-hmm. Michigan where you get to talk to the top three um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day on Sunday, and that was it. And if you didn't have something set up with the media or with, yeah. the, with their representatives beforehand, you weren't talking to anybody else. And yeah. now to get this access, I mean, it, I got to experience a couple of years ago when I got to ask Jimmy Johnson a bunch of questions and just, I mean, it's, like I said, I, you go there and, I, and I've got, there's tons more audio. If you guys want to check it out, go to the superspeedway.com. Uh, go check out our page on uh, SoundCloud as well. Uh, they're all on there. Um, I asked a bunch of, you know, preview questions for the race as well and put those up over the weekend. Um, didn't include them in the podcast because obviously that's in the past now. Uh, but just got a chance to talk to a bunch of drivers, other, you know, plenty of other opportunities too. Um, I didn't get to witness the, uh, the, the wonderful, brilliant quote by uh, Martin Truex Jr. about the vaccine and its effectiveness. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably wouldn't have been able to keep from rolling my eyes. I did roll my eyes during the uh, Kyle Busch you... comment about HIPAA. Um, oh, God. <laughs> were you there for Eric Almirola comparing no. to a vasectomy? No, that I was, was my not favorite. there for that either. It was they the, the only downfall to this was they had a standing in direct sunlight and it was almost 90 degrees. Of course. And it and we course. all had to wear masks to protect the drivers, 90% of who aren't vaccinated. Um, and yeah, uh, the, I think it's funny. The drivers don't care about you, Eric. But yeah, right? God, you better yeah. care about them. I'll tell you yeah. what. The only mask I saw with a driver is Denny Hamlin had one in his hand. That's it. So um, nobody else is wearing them. Uh, or nobody else had them even. I'm telling, I'm telling you, man, the, the quotes that came out of this week have disappointed me to a very high extent. Yeah. I, part I of the reason shocked. I didn't pull any of it for the show and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but part of the reason I didn't talk about it or pull all the audio for the show is because I just, you know, I really want to keep the politics out of NASCAR and I, yeah. this isn't a, this isn't a Trump Biden politics thing, but it's still politics. And I just don't want to deal with it. I just yeah, want to watch racing, man. No, I don't want to talk politics either, but I think the, it was a hot button issue this week. And well, let's talk about um, it right now, James, because we're, yeah, let's we're do it because we got it in our notes. Yeah, yeah we got it in the notes. So here's my question. And here's the thing. Let's give a little bit of clarity with Corey LaJoy. So Corey LaJoy had an exposure from the sounds of things. It was somebody who was on his podcast, um, had COVID. So he had the COVID exposure. And as a result, I don't know exactly what the NASCAR policy is. I want to say it's six days. You have to be, um, away three, from three to five for uh, vaccinated. Yeah. And I think seven for none. Now the argument that Corey LaJoy has, and I, 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 I get it. I, I kind of understand his point is that he tested negative. He is, yep. he is not COVID positive. So with a negative test, he should be able to race. He should be able to race in. And, and that's Denny made a comment too. And I again, didn't pull the audio, but Denny said, you know, if you're going to put your full faith in a positive test, which we did with Jimmy Johnson last year, you, how can you not put your full faith in a negative yep, test? Exactly. And I agree yep. with that. So if, if he well. tested negative, he should have been able Let to race. race. And then Joey Logano had a really good uh, quote too. He said, you know, you can come to the track and the way things are set up right now, you could never see another person. You could drive to the track yep. by yourself. Put you, a helmet on. Like you said, you yep. get there, you stay in your motor home till the race is ready to start. You put a hazmat suit on, walk to your car, Get it, climb into your car, put your helmet on. He says, you're, even if you got COVID, you should be able to race. He says, you know, the person next to you is not going to catch COVID from racing next to you at 200 miles an hour. That's right. And then Bob made the, had the question, well, I suppose, you know, if you get in an accident, then you're exposing the medical workers. And Joey says, he says, well, that's why you guys get paid the big bucks. He says, <laughs> he says, he says, that's why you guys get to come up with these, these questions. And I just drive in circles. He says. <laughs> and I just want to reiterate, I said this many times on the podcast. I really, really, really wish 
that every NASCAR fan could meet Joey Logano because Joey Logano would not be getting booed at driver intros. Like he gets booed at driver intros. If everybody could meet him. Cause the dude yeah. is such a nice guy. I did get to ask he's him a really question smart. too, but it wasn't yeah. relevant. Um, he's a really smart guy. He's a smart guy. And he's just, he's, he's an open book, man. He goes on serious every week and he answers tough questions. He doesn't hold back. And I don't know. I like yeah. Joey a lot. I, I'm a big fan of Joey. So, but I, yeah, I agree hundred percent with the, if you, if you have a negative test, then let them in the track yep. to race. I don't understand why that's a problem. Yeah. Um, now with, I will say this and you might, people might not like this, but I'm going to say it anyway <laughs> with the FDA approval this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, can't NASCAR just mandate this? They won't. They won't. I, they will I agree. not they do w- that. Oh, it would be such a, you know what storm. Eric, oh if they did that. my gosh. But, let, you think banning the Confederate flag was a big deal? Oh my God! Yeah, it would be a, <laughs> that. But I just I'm throwing it out there because listen, man, this thing. If nobody's gonna get this get this vaccine out of the drivers and the pit crews, mm-hmm. uh, this is not gonna stop. And yeah. these teams, and maybe it's on the team level. These teams. Nick Brownberg wrote a good piece today. These teams spend millions of dollars racing these cars, getting everything prepared and their championship comes down to this playoff stretch. Yeah. So now, well, let's... The, now that drivers are getting vaccinated because they are worried about the rules and by God, if they're vaccinated, then let them race. Let's look at this, you know? James. Here's the deal. Um, and here's, there's my, there's my, here's the deal for the week. Um, Kyle Larson ha- is winning everything right now. He is, yes, he is. if he gets in a car, he wins Wayne dirt. He is traveling all over the place, right? He is definitely the favorite to win the championship this year in the cup series. I think Mm -hmm. as much as it was a disappointment that Kevin Harvick did not win the championship last year, I think it would be equally disappointing. If not more considering everything that Larson's done this year, if Larson loses the championship this year, yeah. Um, Larson will not say whether he's vaccinated, which I think is pretty telling. Um, But he did say it's personal. Um, sheepishly said it's personal when he was asked by Bob, if he's vaccinated, uh, let's assume, um, with an educated assumption that Larson is not vaccinated and is going to all these tracks and getting close all to the over fans. flying. Yep. Yep. Flying, working with different Selling crews merch. all over the Selling place. Merch. Um, Kyle Larson loses the championship this year because he catches COVID and misses a race. I mean, yep. that yep. if that's not, I, I'm not wishing for it. I don't want any of these drivers to get COVID. I think what happened to Corey LaJoy sucks. Um, yeah. I, I don't want that to happen, but that's what these guys are putting themselves at risk of. And yep. I mean, I guess it's their risk to do. I mean, yep. I guess, but again, you know this and for Larson, it's even different. Cause this we're not talking about a bunch of sponsors that are lined up behind Larson. This is Rick Hendrick. Rick Hendrick this is championship. This is performance, but you know, Rick Hendrick has what... invested in him. He is sponsoring Kyle Larson with his own mm-hmm. money to race in the yep. cup series and win him a championship. And, right. you know, and we don't know, and we don't know how Rick Hendrick feels about the vaccine. Right. Maybe he could get, maybe he could give a crap, but I, that's the problem is NASCAR has rules in place. And, and uh, I tell you what, if you're Kyle Larson, go into the first round and win those races yep. and, and get it over with because you know, that's, that's the protection that you're going to need. Um, now I will say Larson than, did not answer the question of how many or how much he will be racing non NASCAR during the playoffs. 
Even I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to minimal the championships. Yeah. It's going to be minimal because the championships yeah. looming, yeah. I, you know, I will say too, Eric, we t- we're talking about this on a, we are talking about this on a performance level. We're talking about this on a, as a, Oh, you get COVID and you just have to sit out. Right. Yeah. Um, true. <laughs> we're not even talking about the health. Yeah. You know, the health of this thing where, you know, you could catch COVID and it worse case scenario we know what that is but right. even if it's not the worst case scenario and it's very you know you get a really rough case of it could end your career you're looking at could end your career could definitely end your season yep. um or it could knock you out for a few weeks and if you're a championship contender that's it you're, i mean and you let you let your team down and your sponsors down you would assume um, that most of these guys doing. are at the least amount of risk because they're in good physical condition but that doesn't right. necessarily it matter does. it helps it does Yep, you're but, you're a, a better statistical case, but again, yeah. yeah, you are the sponsorship, the you know all the teams at the shop who are the guys at the shop who put a lot into these cars, um, and, and this isn't just the drivers too, Eric. I think the teams, the team members, got to watch out for this too. Yeah, uh, it's gonna get, um, you know, we're in the middle of a we're in the middle of a spike here, so hopefully it does get better towards the end of the playoffs. But you know, I asked Brad Keselowski on on. Uh, on Wednesday last week, Eric, I did a, did a car, as you know, I did a quick press conference with him last week. Yep. Um, and that was my question to him. What are you guys doing? You are a playoff driver in a championship hunt. What, you know, are things changing? What are you guys doing? And, and Brad didn't, you know, I did, I didn't go as far as Bob. I'm not as bold <laughs> <laughs> uh, to ask him if he was vaccinated, but Brad did say like everything that came later this week, Brad said, less sponsorship appearances, less stuff inside. We're not going to be doing all of those things. We have a championship yep. to win. We are going to tighten the ship and Penske will be tightening the ship. So, um, and, and Joey's comments echoed everything Brad told me. Yeah. Joey said he canceled three appointments or three uh, appearances yep. this week. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of came out everything kind of, uh, I, I scratched the surface with Brad and then, mm-hmm. you know, Bob showed up this weekend and, and Nate Ryan and, and uh, definitely uh, they, they did the hard hitting journalism. But I mean, they also have let's the, be the, honest, the James. You gave them the story I know idea. I sure and did. They took off. I sure with did. It. <laughs> I'm sure proud of my, I am so proud of myself. Um, it's always nice I, when you ask a question that you think is pretty relevant, but you're not sure. And then the, well, the big dogs come in and solidify well, it's, it. <laughs> it. It's nice to know that you and I both have like our pulse, like our, our finger on the pulse of the sport. That, yeah. Um, those are the questions well, I think that it's we want to know, too, you know because I'm a journalist. It so, you know, I look at these types of things anyway. And James, you're not a journalist anymore, but you, you were. And yeah, so you I have that at one time <laughs> that, that doesn't go away. You have that knowledge of what Your curiosity, what a yeah. story is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's, yeah. that's all journalism is, is asking the questions that everybody else wants to know the questions to, but just knowing that that's the exactly. question to ask. Exactly. Yeah. But I, t- I tell you what, though, Eric, I felt so dumb on that call Wednesday because I went with a COVID question. Um, but then seeing the big dogs come in, I felt yeah. a little bit vindicated because I'm like, OK, well, at least I wasn't too far off base. I, <laughs> I think. But Yeah, I'm, I actually applaud you for asking a question that people weren't asking because I I've chickened out on several questions. And, you know, I want yeah. to I want to ask Kyle Bush about Brexton this week, but I'm like, is Kyle going to be pissed because I'm asking him about his kid instead of. Boy, yeah, you got to watch Kyle Bush. I think yeah. he'd be pissed at anything you ask. You never him, know. So. He was in a good yeah. mood, though. I mean, other than annoyed at answering COVID questions, which most of the drivers were. I mean, there there was a lot of annoyance with dealing with the questions. They don't. And, yeah, they don't want to talk about this. stuff. Right. I, I don't blame him either. I'm sick of talking about it. Yeah, but me too. It's it's uh, it's a thing right now. Like we. Me too. I was really looking forward to going to Michigan and not having to deal with it and having to wear a mask indoors. Um, yeah. Yeah. It sucked. 
But hey, yeah. man, it was better than it was better than last year being there without fans and not being able to talk to drivers. So I, I took it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It yeah, sucked absolutely. wearing a mask in absolutely. in ninety degree weather. <laughs> and oh, I had God. a black mask yeah. to begin to, to make it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. I get that, man. Uh, all right, let's hit some news, James, and get the heck out of here because we are going long. Uh, yeah, we are. Speaking of Michigan International Speedway, just can't get away from this track. Uh, Rick Brenner announced that he's stepping down at MIS. You mentioned it earlier. Um, been in the role since 2016, and as James notes in the notes, he was a former guest of the podcast. Yeah, one of our fun episodes that we yeah. that we did together. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yep. We uh, <laughs> had a quick meetup and um, knocked that sucker out. Yeah, but yeah, I thought uh, I don't know, Rick. Um, Rick was definitely not Roger Curtis. Right. Uh, he wasn't flamboyant and um i guess he wasn't a man of the people uh but uh, that being said you know i think that's just his personality i think he yeah. was a business guy that came in and just performed business duties uh and unfortunately the last couple of years for michigan like uh, you know covid uh then you have dates move no fans right. and then you then you lose a date uh that's a tough situation for any track president but uh you know he He's not like some other tracks, you know, he was lucky enough to lead the track into keeping a date. And yeah. I don't think Michigan's going to be coming off the schedule. So I thought Rick was, I thought he was adequate. I, you know, I can't really judge his performance, but um, you and I talked about this earlier, Eric, he had an impossible yeah. job. Roger Curtis was one of the most well-known presidents in all of, uh, all of NASCAR. So it, you can't come in and, and replace a Roger Curtis very easily. So it's a, it's an impossible task. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't really have anything additional to say. Just like you said, it's, it's tough to fill those shoes. Uh, of course, Rick's yep. from uh, New Hampshire and heading yep. back to New Hampshire with the family and uh, getting a job out there. So um, good for him, you know, good that he's yep. moving on to something else and is he's, he's leaving on his terms, not on somebody else's terms, which is yeah. always cool. So. Well, and I always appreciated that he, took the time for us yeah. with our little podcast. That, yeah. And not know, just I, us. I mean, he, you know, Brandon with lap traffic as well as had him on the show. He had him on the show this year mm-hmm. um, again, and we could have gotten him on again too. If we'd asked, we just didn't ask. Um, yeah. So yeah. I and mean, he, he willing to talk to people and, and get the word out and yeah, he, he, yeah. he did a good job. He just, again, wasn't, wasn't I, Roger. Yeah. I look uh, forward to seeing who, uh, who NASCAR brings in here to do yeah. this uh, job. If it's going to be somebody in the system. Um, I joked around that I'm going to apply for it. So we'll see. Uh, wish me luck. And uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I don't know if I, I was joking too, that I don't know if that increases or decreases my chance of getting credentials of James. Oh, it's, the it's a definite decrease. That's what I my, my true. Yeah. My true colors would come out. If I ever got a smidgen of power in anything, yeah. my true colors would come out and I'd be a complete villain. So. Yeah. That's what I figured. I mean, I've always kind of like, I was your boss when you worked at the paper and I mean, I'm not really your boss of the podcast, but you kind of let me be. So, um, <laughs> you know, it would be your chance to have the upper hand. So I, I'm, yeah, yeah, Probably I would wouldn't go well for so me. Fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be bad for you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so watch out. <laughs> got to see some news broken. So I don't remember the, the guy's name, uh, but he works for a, an independent sports uh, organization here in Michigan. And he, we, there was uh, media availability with Eric Jones on Sunday morning on Zoom, and he had the first question for Eric, and just threw a freaking soft a curveball out there to see if he'd get an answer, figuring he was going to get a denial, and said, "Hey, have you are you have any plans for next year?" And Eric says, "Well, actually, I can announce that I've resigned for 2022." It's like, holy crap, so man! Good. Congratulations for getting that uh, 
getting that scoop. So being the one, yeah, yeah. being the one. So yeah, he Eric had a Eric had a big week. He announced his deal, and then um, I guess you know he also uh, you know announced his foundation in, at his home state. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah, but, he was all yeah. over the place. He made the made the best out of the Michigan appearance this year. Yeah, I, you know Eric, I uh, it's it's tough to, but you know we we knew that there was no room at a bigger you know unless H uh, S H R made an extreme play for eric jones there yeah. was no room with a big team no. so uh you know next year with the new car this might not be a bad idea for eric to run one more season yeah. um I, he's that this is definitely not a long-term move for eric jones um but again he's gets to stay in the cup series um and and hopefully with the new car it'll be a little bit different for them next year and maybe his performance will improve and um he'll get back in with one of the big dogs so we'll, we'll see We'll see. I like Eric Jones a lot. I like the 43 car. So what would be better than seeing Eric Jones get a win for the 43 car? Yeah, I'd love it. Next year, I, I really do think there could be some opportunity next year to maybe steal a, a big speedway race or something for him. Hell, Eric, we're There's, going to Daytona. I was just going to say, Eric Jones yeah. has a couple wins at this track we're going to. One official and yes, one, he does. one exhibition. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he'd be good. Yeah, you never know. Uh, yep. Stuart Haas, uh, Tony Stewart, I think last I saw him was eating a Subway $5 foot long, James. Don't you know anything? Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's back. He's off the Burger King <sighs> and he's back with the Subway. Yeah, Subway's back with uh, Stuart Haas. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to say there, but Subway's back yeah, two, so that's cool. Yeah, two races for Kevin Harvick coming up, Bristol, um, yeah. and I think Kansas. And uh, yeah, Jimmy Johns is gone. I guess I didn't realize Jimmy Johns had pulled away that much, but. No. Um, so yeah, Jimmy Johns is too no fast long... for Kevin Harvick right now. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got to slow right. down with Jared and subway and that'll be, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. Hey, well, now I subway think... has new bread, James. They had, I saw they the have new ingredients. There is new uh, bread available yeah. for subway. So they are moving up. I'm not going to lie to you. I am, uh, of, of all the things that I have quit eating in my day subway, I still very rarely will venture into a subway. You must not be a very um, big fan of meat on sandwiches, huh? I no. Do you get a I, veggie I sandwich? Because that's the only thing they yeah, give you there is veggies. I mean, I do some some veggies, but usually turkey. You know, I keep it. Uh, I think. Hey, listen. I think they're afraid Subway. to give out too much meat there. Eric, Eric, be careful because I <laughs> the, mean we're always looking for sponsors <laughs> for the podcast. So Subway. Yeah, I don't think Subway's um, stepping up to sponsor. Us. Are they still doing Eat Fresh? Can we give them a free Subway? Eat, eat Fresh Subway. Yeah. Hey now. Hey now, you gotta pay for that type of exposure. <laughs> yeah. You gotta you gotta pay for that exposure for all the the tens of listeners we have. Yes, uh, yes. James, you gotta take this next one because I don't know what I don't know a damn thing about this. <laughs> oh, are we? Which one? You want to talk about the twenty twenty two schedule? No, no, the, the we'll, <laughs> no, the no. You okay, have something. So what did you have on the twenty? There's twenty. I just schedule? added a quick. Yeah. So Pacris just. I oh, saw he tweeted, I didn't see it. He, so I'll do that one real okay, quick go and ahead. I'll hit the other one. So Pacher said uh, on Twitter today that expect the 2022 schedule within the next three weeks, <laughs> um, give or take a couple of days. So cool. Um, that's that's cool. We'll be looking for that. Probably uh, drop on a Wednesday. It could drop, drop it on a Wednesday yeah. right after we record. Yep. Uh, so this next one. Okay, Eric. Uh, Will Smith, the mm-hmm. actor. He's still um, around. He's still around. Mm-hmm. And then the the – the I guess they're I don't know what you would call them. Are they a band? The Chain Smokers? I am familiar with them because they have a song they, that I like. Okay. They are collaborating <laughs> on a romantic comedy based uh Not in that NASCAR. I'm not familiar with Will Smith, by the way. I am familiar with Will Smith, but very interesting. Um yeah, I don't know what to do with this. It's a romantic comedy set in NASCAR. Uh the title of the rom com will be called Clean Air. I am not making this up. This is not an April Fool's joke. Um, 
I don't know if we need to, there's a link in the show notes. If you want to read more about this, I, that's, uh, that's about it. So we'll going to be on lifetime smokers. I think it's going to be on Netflix. Does your wife watch lifetime movies? She used to, I don't think okay. as much anymore. Oh, yeah. My wife watches those. Oh, my, I have family members who love <laughs> lifetime, um, movies. And I've Walmart seen Channel. every single one of them. I've, probably seen one but that means i've seen every single one of them because they're all the same. listen lifetime movies uh they're all the same yeah um i i don't know what did the what did the man do and why did he do it's it false and expectations usually... is what they <laughs> they set <sighs> they, we, uh, you, guys when, cannot win with lifetime and hallmark movies do you remember when will ferrell made a lifetime movie just for fun no i actually that? didn't even know that Oh yeah, that's the, I don't know the name. What's of it, it called? Oh, I gotta find that now. I don't I'll know. Look look, that. Google that. That's All that's right. your homework. All right, let's get the hell out of this thing, James. We still got more yeah, to go, man. Uh, we we gotta got, make our, let's, let's knock this out. We gotta make let's our picks for this out. weekend. Uh, I'll bust through it kind of quickly here. The Wawa 250 is the first one. NASCAR Xfinity Series at Daytona International Speedway. Daytona. Um, I, you know, Justin Haley's really tempting because it's Justin Haley and he's got wins here. But I'm gonna stick with colleague. And I'm going to go with old Jeb Burton to get a win here at Daytona. I'm picking Jeb Burton nice. this weekend. He's got a good average nice. finish here. Nice. So you're going with Mr. Jeb? I don't know I like why that. I have this freaking thing. Go ahead. I'm mumbling to myself. Yeah, and we should note, too, that Eric gained on me big time. Uh, oh, yeah. And I forgot to, to mention Creed. that. I should. It, it, it's close. But you're still picking first. You're only six points back. Yes. Um. So I wanted to take Austin Sindrick here. Um but I will not. Hmm. I will. I will do what you're not. I will take Justin Haley. Okay. Um, I picked a Justin last week and Just it worked out. Okay. Don't trust him, man. I know, but you've always never trusted him and he runs good in these right now. He runs good. I know. So uh, all you man for, for Daytona, who you got Saturday night, Coke zero four Coke zero sugar, 400 uh, James. I am going with a guy. First of all, I think this, there's going to be a lot of desperate racing here. Um, I think we're yeah. going to see some wrecks. I think uh, there's certainly a possibility we could see a first-time winner here, a new winner here, somebody to throw a wrench. I hope throw a wrench into the playoffs. Uh, but I'm going to go with a guy who does not have a win in this race but has won at Daytona three times in the Cup Series. Of course, all three have been the Daytona 500, and I am going Son with of a gun. Denny Hamlin as my pick. Ah, that's who I wanted. He's going to run a good race because he wants that regular season championship. He is. He wants so. the regular season championship, and there's not a track. I don't think there's a track in the schedule Dang. he's better at. Dang. Dang. There you go, man. I wanted him. I wanted him back. Good. I know. I knew he wanted to. Um. Well, Denny's going to be there at the finish too. That's the thing. Yeah. Yes, he will. Um, now watch him wreck since... that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do something I haven't done all year. Okay. And that's be a little bit risky with my. Oh, you're going to you're going to but... go for a, a a dark horse. I'm going to go for a dark horse. Um, and I'm going to take. We talked about him earlier, but I'm going to say Eric Jones. Man, that's a good one. Yeah, I uh, don't have a rhyme or reason other than that he's good here, and I think he's going to want to make a play for the playoffs if they've got the car to do it. Um, I don't expect him to win, but I, I think he'll have a good showing, and if they can stay out of trouble, they're as good as anybody else. Uh, I think this race is going to be wild. If um, I could, if we were picking Dark Horse picks, James, um, and it's really easy for me to do this because there's no points involved, but if we were doing Dark Horse picks, uh, my Dark Horse pick would be Matt Benedetto. And he yeah, almost, I think that's a great one. almost was my actual pick for this race, but I couldn't yeah. pass up Denny Hamlin. Yeah. 
Yep. I, I wanted to take uh, Michael McDowell as well, yeah. but I, I just don't, I can't see him winning two. I don't think um, so. He'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Chase Elliott. I, I looked at Chase Elliott because he could have won the 500. Chase is generally um, better at Talladega than here though, isn't he? That's, that's true. And, and uh, Brad Kozlowski, yeah. another one that anytime we come to a speedway, I always give Brad a look. Um, you know, Joey, the, you know the, the two that would be the most fun to watch, James, this weekend. Blaney, we didn't even mention Blaney. Yeah, He's Blaney's be a great pick. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it's important enough for Blaney to win this race, though. So that's the thing. I feel no. like somebody's going to win this race that it's important to. Yeah, Austin Dillon's another good pick here. Yep. Um I think. Uh, I like Hamlin best because he's he wants the regular season title, yeah. and I think he's going to race. He's going to race for the stages. That being said, um, he's not going to have to win to get more points than Larson because Larson ain't going to win here. Larson's yeah. not good on restrictor plates. Yeah. Or on super true. speedways. Um, but now watch Larson win. Um, the two that I think would be the most fun to see win this weekend would be Matt DiBenedetto because a, you know, we don't know what he's doing next year. The other one that would be really fun to see win is, is Ryan Newman for the same reason. Yes, it would. You yep. know, both yep. those guys would throw a complete wrench in to get into the playoffs. Um, and, and solidify their season next year. Probably. I, I yeah, say, absolutely. I say either of those guys gets in the playoffs. They probably got a ride next year. Yeah. Somewhere. Absolutely. I don't know where the hell they're going, but they'd have a ride. No, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, Eric. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this really quick. So, uh, what if we pick a driver who has a COVID issue? Do we get to sub that driver? That's a really good question. I mean, our rule, think, our rule is that you, yeah, you I, I think, you, I think we throw an audible and we get to, we throw a pick out. All right. I wanted weekend. to make, I wanted to get that on the record on the podcast. Yeah. I was like, I, I thought I about think, that before too, I guess just in the interest of, because then you're just killing the week for somebody and it's not as much fun. I say, yeah. yeah, we get to make a make an alternate pick before the race. Okay, as long cool. as we so, make it before the green flag, we can make. The all pick. right, we're on the same page, yeah. so that's good. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't. Okay, I don't want this to be a runaway one way or the other. I want it to be close, so. dude. We're we're on the last race of the regular season, and we're six points apart. I know, it's right? Been, it's been so I know, good. I was, it's I was been... like, well, what can we do for the playoffs? It's like, why do anything different? We're no, it's so much it fun. It's perfect. We're basically tied. Going yeah, it just shows that we're both equally good and bad at this. Exactly. Mostly bad. Mostly bad. <laughs> Uh, James, I didn't look at fantasy because I forgot to make my picks at Michigan. And so I had oh. two drivers in my lineup from Indy that weren't even racing. Uh, so I don't, I know I probably finished last. You didn't. Wow. You didn't. And, and you, you were not too far from our overall points leader ranger. Really? Um, yeah. You were one point behind him. So you didn't have a great week. You didn't yeah. have a great week. <laughs> uh, but tr- team draft Tona wins two eleven. Uh, there, that's their total points. Freight train, our buddy Todd, second, nice. and Baron Speedway, uh, third. I was right behind him in fourth. Um, but the overall standings, Eric. This is where it's getting fun. <laughs> Ranger, I'm coming. I'm right behind you. <laughs> I'm right there, man. I'm just, I'm 100 and uh, 118 out. So it's, I, I'm trying like hell. <laughs> I really want, I really want to make it a battle. So Ranger's still in the lead. He's, he's actually sitting pretty comfy. Um, but I've been nipping away just a little God. bit. So I'm still second and team draft Tona is third. Uh, Eric, you tumbled a little bit. You went down to fifth. So, so what happens um, if you win the, when do we like kick you off the podcast for that week? Cause the, the winner gets to be on the podcast. I listen, <laughs> that'd be a victory for me. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's a lot of fun, man. I don't know. It's good stuff. Yeah, I don't want you to win. It is good stuff. To it. I don't know. I, I'm. I was so Ranger was so far in front. It was discouraging. But I've been just nipping away very I think slowly. He's, he's letting you catch him. 
that being said, yeah, that's true. He is. And that being said, we're going to go to Daytona and he's going to get 300 points and I'll get two. Well, and next and, week, uh, everything resets too. So yeah, we got some playoff stuff coming next week. So we'll go over some of that a little yeah. bit um, next week, but yep. End of the regular season. So it, it's pretty good. We, we got a nice little group behind us and um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Looking forward to it. Good deal. Uh, shout outs this week. And we have a new segment we're going to do here in a second. Uh, shout outs. I just want to do a th- real quick shout out to Brad Kubander. Um, the former uh, director of media relations at Michigan International Speedway, he reached out to me before uh, the weekend here at MIS and just wished, wished good luck and, and said, you know, how he'd miss seeing us at the track. And said, Brad's such a good guy. You know, I wish he was oh, still man, at MIS. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that Josh Hamilton, I got a chance to introduce myself to him this weekend with NASCAR. He's the one doing handling the media stuff right now. Um, he's a good guy as well. So nothing against Josh at all. But, you know, certainly miss seeing Brad at the track. Really weird to not see him there. Um, it's just mm-hmm. such a great guy. I mean, again, this is this is somebody that, you know, was working at a NASCAR track, dealing with all the major media at a NASCAR track, and not only took the time to meet with us, James, to, to a couple of times, man. Yeah. To yeah. to meet with us to discuss things and what he could do to help, helped us get into other tracks, helped us obviously get credentials to Michigan and listens to the, I mean, still listens to the podcast. Dedicated listener to That's the pod, yeah. Awesome, man. I just it means yeah. so much to have someone like that and Again, yep. wish that he was still at MIS and, and and hope everything's going well for Brad. But thanks, Brad, for everything you did yeah. for us. I mean, this pod, we probably still wouldn't even be doing this podcast if it wouldn't have been for the stuff that you've done um, to help us yeah. out. So just awesome, yep. dude. Uh, and wishing the best luck everywhere, wherever he goes. So and and Brad, if you're ever back up in Saginaw and you want to yeah. get some Panera, just let me know. <laughs> we'll go again. Yeah, we I, did that a couple of times. I live in Bay fun. City now, too, so I'm closer. So I can even maybe yeah. hook up. So. Yeah, no, um, yeah, Brad's such a great dude, such a nice guy, yeah. and that's a great shout out. Um, I'm glad that he reached out to you, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny you you meet people along the way, and and you, we have with this as well, and uh, you, they just kind of, you know, you become friends with with folks, and kind of like me and Derek Winter with the with the uh, um, working um, with the fan experience at MIS too, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of become friends along the way. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. The, the community that is built around NASCAR and Brad's one of those nice dudes. Yeah. I've got um, all connections, all kinds of connections for the media center. Now people that I've, I talked to and, and yep. stuff, I mean, and they're not Bob Pockris or Jeff Gluck, but well, Bob's know, my friend. You can't, yeah, have him, so. Bob is your friend. Um, so, <laughs> but I just, you know, I'm one of those people that I don't, I don't, those guys, Not it's nothing against any of those guys because all those guys are friendly and, and willing to talk to you and help you out and whatever and answer questions. I just always feel like I'm getting in people's way. So I don't, I don't bug them. I let them do their job and do their work and just mm-hmm. do my own thing. So try yep. to stay out of their way. I try to stay out of Bob's way. I try to stay out of Claire B's way. Claire B wasn't at the race this weekend. That was so weird. I've never been yeah. to a race without Claire B there. So yeah, totally she'll weird. Tram- she'll, she'll trample you too. Uh, you she right. will, man. She's, but man, there's nobody harder working in the business right there. I, we love, we love Bob Pockris and Jeff Gluck, but there is nobody that works harder than Claire. Claire B is a bulldog. Yeah. She will, she will eat you up for sure. And she's not afraid to ask no the tough questions. She'll ask no. anything. God, no, no. You got any shout outs, James? Uh, just a quick one. I guess it's kind of a shout out for, for listeners of our pod. If you're looking for something, uh, something else to listen to. Um, so Marty Smith, we've mentioned him before. He's we're big fans of Marty and, and Ryan McGee. Um, Marty's got a new venture. Uh, everybody knows he works for ESPN. Um, but with ESPN, there's no NASCAR rights or anything like that. So a lot of the fun things that he used to do, um, he's, he's really sticking to college football now. Um, but I think he's either an investor or he's helping this startup called outsider, um, build their podcast network. And he has another podcast, Marty, it's the Marty Smith podcast on outsider. 
And uh, he's had some really good guests. It's been kind of country music focused a little bit, um, but he had a comedian on last week, John Christ, um, who came on to the pod. John's and, funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He's hey, had John. some uh, he's had some controversy in his in his past, and and Marty and him had a long discussion about um, instead of canceling kindness, treating people with kindness. I thought it was very good. But uh, but John came on the pod and they had a video and he's wearing a Kyle Bush Ernie Irvin throwback Skittles hat. And it was a, it was a topic on the pod. So uh, I did a retweet on that and just thought, well, there's a little bit of a NASCAR connection. They actually talked NASCAR for a little bit, but uh, if you like, if you're like, well, Eric doesn't like country music, but if you're like me uh, and if you like NASCAR country music, uh, things like that, um, you know, Marty does a lot of that stuff and it, it kind of is a little bit back to Marty's roots. If you're not into the college football stuff that he's been doing a lot of lately, um, I think it's been pretty much weekly. He had Luke Combs on recently. Justin Moore, I think, has been on there. So some of the country guys, but um, obviously there's a little bit of a NASCAR tie in there. But I uh, wanted to shout that out if, if people want to uh, give that a listen. It's I think it's worth your time. James, so, I stopped listening when you said that Marty Smith has a podcast network. Like, what do we got to do, man, to get on this I gotta, podcast network? I know. I, I know. We, we need to – one of the ideas I do have is to reach out to them and say, hey, do you guys need a NASCAR podcast? Because we'll – just bring us in man that's what we, that's what we need we got marty smith behind us we'll be golden i know we'll get some guests yeah get chase then, elliott on here then we'll have <laughs> then we'll have 20s of listeners every yes week. i know be awesome i know yeah i know it's uh yeah that's a it's yeah they, they're doing a bunch of stuff over there at outsider but yeah it, it is a it is a worthy discussion to have to see maybe if they can bring us under the fold man come on guys this is my pitch right here so we I, we added a segment to the show this week uh, James has aptly named this uh, Jackass Corner, which I have stuck with for lack of a better idea right now. <laughs> um, if you listen to Door Bumper Clear, they have What an Idiot. I just wanted to throw this in here because I feel like every week I've got something to rant about or something to, to just throw a little what the hell at. Um, so I'm a little less fired up and annoyed with this now than I was on Sunday. But um, So Michigan International Speedway has historically had the worst traffic um, in NASCAR getting out of the track at the end of the day. I remember when we used to camp across the street from the track, you could leave six hours after the race and be stuck in traffic and not be able to move more than a mile in about three hours. Um, It was so bad. And then Roger Curtis came in, started working with the Michigan State Police, and they did a great job. And suddenly, I mean, it helps that there's about a quarter of the fans that used to go to Michigan. Um, but the traffic pattern is your traffic has gotten so much better, really easy to get in and out of the track, hardly any holdup. So this year, I don't know it, it. I don't know if just, they forgot that there was a race. If they, they were, did they regress? I, I don't know if they thought that COVID was still happening and nobody was going to show up, but so they used to put down the big highway barrels, uh, on the roadway and they would take a two lane road and make it like three or four lanes. Uh, all one way to exit out of the track. And there were signs along the road that said, these two lanes are for this direction. This lane is an emergency lane for this direction. And you knew what you were supposed to do, right? And these barrels were there. They didn't knock over. They, you couldn't, they wouldn't move because they're heavy. So this year they put freaking traffic cones down instead. And whoever was putting traffic cones down, I think had too many Red Bulls and (laughs) or monster energies and none of the cones were standing upright. They were kicked all over the freaking roadway. It was impossible to tell which lane was the lane you were supposed to be in. And there were no signs on the side of the road. So while there's three lanes on a two-lane road, you know that there's at least two lanes leaving the track. 
only one lane has traffic in it and it's all stopped because nobody knows where the hell they're supposed to go. And if you try to move over to the other lane, there's freaking cones in the lane in the way. It was so damn irritating and it still wasn't that bad. I, it's only a couple times where I stopped. It took a little, I mean, it took probably a half hour longer to get out of the track than if you just were driving out with no traffic. That's so but bad. But it was still freaking irritating and nobody knew where they were supposed to go. They changed the traffic pattern to get into the infield last or two years ago in 2019. Um, and then this year they changed it back to the old one, but didn't tell anybody. So like, I think I'm going to the right place, but not sure. I don't know. Just, they did a terrible job of communicating and maybe it was my own fault for not looking it up. Maybe I did a bad job, but just something you, was off this year. Eric, are you the jackass of jackass corner? It, I could be. It's possible. <laughs> I don't know. It might be my fault completely. I was less prepared this year than normal. I had, you know, adapters and crap that I needed for my setup that I didn't have. Um, I couldn't pull any audio on Saturday because I forgot a freaking card reader to pull the audio off my recorder. So, I mean, I don't know. So maybe it was me. Maybe it's my fault, but it was irritating. It wasn't my fault that there were traffic cones laying all over the freaking roadway. Yeah. But. Anyway, that's that's my James. You got anything for Jackass Corner this week? Um, I thought a lot about this, and <laughs> I, I wanted to. Uh, I guess I guess I will say it. So right. Brad Kozlowski's Brad Kozlowski's brother Brian, um, he's he's pounding his he's puffing his chest out. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing this one. Because okay, uh, listen, man, I want I want to see people get vaccinated. That's great when you get vaccinated. But don't go out there, and you can look up his Twitter. I'm not gonna. Link I it. did my part, James. He did his part on August 23rd. He's not the problem. Okay. Okay, Brian. Good work. And poor, poor Todd. I know he's buddies with Brian. He's acting like this. I don't care. That's a, you're a jackass. There. <laughs> That's how we'll end the segment. There you go. And with that, James, if you're, if Brian Kozlowski is out there and he wants to tweet back at you on social oh. media, how can he do that? God, I feel terrible about this. At, <laughs> at James Kush on Twitter. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a real short-lived segment because neither of us want to burn any bridges. It's all like it's all in good fun, guys. It, we're not really hating I anybody. I said, I and I quote, "You're a jackass." I you did terrible. say you're a jackass. So, and I'm not Sorry. editing it out. So, okay, uh, you can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. Um, but just tweet James. You know, give him your nasty comments. I'll I'll just. Yeah, I don't need any of that. Uh, Facebook, you can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com/slash the Super Speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. Uh, you can find some uh, old episodes on there. Uh, like I said, excuse me, audio from this weekend uh, from pre-race uh, on there as well. Um, didn't do the stories this this time around like we've done in the past, but there is some past race coverage on there, photos, things like that. Um, so check that out, thesuperspeedway.com. You can find the podcast on there as well. Let me say that again, thesuperspeedway.com. Let's pronounce the words. Uh, that's how a podcast works. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Wherever you find us today, we hope you subscribe and continue to listen. And we go to Daytona International Speedway this weekend for the regular season finale for the NASCAR Cup Series. What better place to go for a regular season finale than the place where all hell is going to break loose? James, we should have no problem filling Jackass Corner next week. And I am so excited. No problem. I'm pumped. This is we got a little taste of it this weekend. We get to see the real thing. Uh, next weekend at Daytona. So can't wait. We'll be back next week to discuss it all, break it all down, and talk about our playoff drivers as we head into yeah. playoffs. Can't believe we're already there. Uh, until then, everybody, let me find I moved the, the link on my sound pad here. There it is. Until then, everybody, let's go racing.
Super Speedway. Welcome to two, episode 207. Holy crap. I'm going to start that over, James. That start it over. My God. <laughs> Oh, that's the blooper for the end of the pod. Right one there. <laughs> one slip up, will, I'll let it go. But two in the same three words, I'm not doing it. Uh, right at the beginning. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. right. It's yeah. pretty easy to start off. Okay, let's try it again. Here we go. 